Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Talking with your kids about pornography. It's a bit daunting, isn't it? We know that's true, and that's why we invited pastor and author Garrett Kell to be with us. Yes, and he really gave some great ideas on how to prepare yourself and the whole room to have the conversation. If you have little ears around, this may be a very good time to occupy them elsewhere. always like to put the disclaimer uh, out there when we talk about some challenging issues that may not be age-appropriate. So, we're going to be talking about pornography. It's from time to time that comes up uh, here on the program because it is a real problem and a real struggle for so many. Pornography is not new. Archaeological discoveries, by the way, testify that fascination with sexual portrayals is nearly as old as humanity itself. And yet, and yet, our times present new challenges, don't they? Technological advancements coupled with moral corrosion or increasing the accessibility and the normality of pornography at a dizzying rate, really. And this poses a tremendous threat and opportunity for parents. We're raising kids in a more pornographic world. What about the opportunities? What about the threat? How do we have the porn talk with our kids? We are so glad to have with us pastor and author Garrett Kell. He is the author of a great book. He uh, was with us. We talked about this book some time ago, Pure in Heart, Sexual Sin and the Promises of God. He's a pastor of Delray Baptist Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Garrett, welcome back, my friend. How are you? Yeah, great to be back with you all this morning. All right. So you've got an article called uh, The Porn Talk, and uh, so let's just dive in. Take a deep breath, everybody. Um, how do we approach our kids in an age-appropriate way to begin this conversation? And by the way, what is age-appropriate? Um, when do you think is a good time to actually begin this talk with our kids? Well, first thing we need to remember is that the world is having a, a sexualized conversation with our kids so whether we like it or not, this is in this is in the, the conversations. Mm-hmm. Whether it's on shows, um, commercials, friends, sports teams, they're on whatever it is. This is the the conversation is being had, and it's our job as parents to make sure that we're we're guiding the conversation. So I know one of the th- things parents can be afraid of sometimes when it comes to this topic is we don't want to provoke things in our children. We don't want to you know, introduce ideas into their minds uh, that they um, you know, might lead them down a, a path of temptation. But I think it's just our job to pray, first of all, for wisdom, because God knows. And as we're going along in life and we're teaching them about their bodies, about their desires, about uh, attraction, about appreciation, about all those sorts of things, I think we just want to pray for, for wise opportunities to be able to say, Lord, right here, here's the time, help me, and then just engage. So it really depends on your kids. It depends on um, experiences that they're having, things that they're seeing. Uh, but you know, our, our kids, uh, we have six kids, and and they they're all have this conversation has come up some somewhere around 10, 9, 10, 11, 12 in differing degrees. Yeah. Okay, so Satan wants us to feel uncomfortable talking with our kids about these intimate issues. He is using this as a tool, is he not? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he he wants us to feel awkward talking to our kids, but we've got to remember that God has actually hardwired children to desire their parents to love them, care for them, speak truth to them. And sure, kids are going to buck up against us, but at the same time, like they're deep down, they're hardwired. They want to know things. And it's our job as parents to help lead that conversation. So again, we want to talk to them about appreciating beauty, about protecting private areas, about God's design for, for sex, for, uh, and, and, and the difference between good pictures and bad pictures. And this is just the world that we, we're navigating with our kiddos. You know, if we go to God's Word and we go to the book of Proverbs, part of the wisdom literature, oh boy, this is just a great place to take our kids. Um, just at random, see, I could just open up the Word here and go into Proverbs chapter 9. Uh, let's see here. Starting at verse uh, 13, the woman of folly is boisterous. She is naive and knows nothing. She sits at the doorway of her house on a seat by the high places of the city, calling to those who pass by who are making their paths straight. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks understanding, she says, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Mm. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of the grave, in essence, or the netherworld Sheol is what it's called in the Bible. Now, that's just a random place that I picked out in the book of Proverbs. That, that really describes this whole thing with pornography, just, you know, screaming at everyone, look at me, look at me, you know, come over here, click on this, watch that. And stolen water is sweet. The lie and the temptation is out there. So we know the Bible is relevant always in all times, but Proverbs is a great place to take our kids, isn't it? Yeah, brother. I think, I think you're, you're modeling for us how we can let the Word do the work for us. So if, if the normal part of our life together in our family is that we're going to open the Bible and read through it, even if you just take the, the book of Proverbs and you're reading through, there are going to be topics that's going to be coming up that's going to be over every sort of topic, and especially sex, um, Solomon is discipling his sons. He's telling them, hey, this is what it looks like to, to live in the world in which you live. Here's the opportunities. Here's the dangers. Here's the disciplines. Here's the patterns. Here's, here's what you need God's wisdom in this crazy world. And I just think that example right there, we could ask our kids. So we read that be like, what are ways that we're tempted um, to yeah to, to 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 look at things or listen to things uh, that that the world says are good that we you know that God God would say isn't and you can do that back in chapter five chapter seven I mean those are really explicit clear things about warnings about sexual sin yes and if you're just reading through that with your kids you can ask them what questions do you have about that how what, have you ever come across anything that you saw that you thought oh. I'm not sure I should have seen that. Do you have any friends who have maybe ever shown you something uh, at school or conversations that have come up that you have questions about, questions about your body? Like this is, is it can become natural conversation when we're reading through the scriptures with our kids. Yeah. And the parents have to be ready for that, though. A lot of parents are so uncomfortable with it themselves. Yeah, it cer- certainly is true. And I think... Uh, at the same time, I don't think we need to be, feel like we have to be experts on every no. subject. Our, our, we need to love our kids. And when our kids ask us a question, I think if we be like, oh, wow, that's, that's a really great question. Um, yeah, I, so, uh, and then you just dive in. And I think the more normal we can make the conversation, the easier it's going to be for them. Yeah. So a lot of times these conversations for, for our kids, we don't want to have like – some parents do have like the big talk where you sit down and you're like, okay, here's, here's everything. And, and that's a fine way to do it. 
But I think you also want to have more than that, just the Deuteronomy 6 picture of you're walking by the way. Uh, I mean, I remember one time we were out um, at the mall and we were walking along and um, we were walking past a Victoria's Secret uh, store. And everybody in the family, all the kids, they all looked over and you could just see all of their eyes were drawn to these pictures that were hanging in, in the window of, of, of women not wearing very much. And so we, we walked on down past and we went to the food court and, said, and we just had a conversation. Hey guys, noticed when we were back there at that store, I noticed everybody looked. Um, why do you think we looked? What is that that, that drew us mm-hmm. over there? And we got to talk about beauty. We got to talk about um, appreciation of beauty and the difference between that and attraction. And is there danger there? You know, what if that was, you know, somebody in our family and different? You just got to have lots of, lots of conversations. So I think you want to take opportunities that come along the way and God can, can use that, whether it be shows or things you see out and about. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Garrett, you mentioned something I wanted to follow up on, and that is um, fostering um, an air of or a environment of an environment of honesty with our kids, and this is a safe place for them to be honest and ask questions. What if they ask you the question, mom and or dad, have you ever struggled with pornography? And they ask you about your past. How many details should you give them? Yeah, that's a great question. I think in, in any home, a Christian home, there's, there's a culture we want to, to foster, and that, that, and that is that everybody here needs Jesus. Mom needs Jesus. Dad needs Jesus. Kids need Jesus. Anybody who ever is in our house, we all need Jesus. So if a kid asks us about any area of past sin or current sin, I think we should be willing to say, hey, first of all, thank you so much for being brave to ask me that. I want you to know that any way that I I need Jesus, I want to talk to you about. And then I think, you know, depending on what your past is. So for me, that is part of my history. Um, And I would say, you know, guys, yes, certainly before I was a Christian, but then even after I was a Christian, uh, I really struggled with looking at things that I shouldn't. There was a part of me that, you know, I think we're hardwired. God desired us as as sexual beings, and there's a part of us that appropriately has good curiosity. But I allowed, yeah, I allowed temptation to get the to get to get my heart, and I followed it. And I saw things I wish I hadn't seen. Um, and it, the just want to warn you. It can really become a dangerous pattern, and it changes a lot of things in, in your heart. But God helps us. So, yeah, and then if they asked me that, I might ask them, so what about you? Have you have you come across anything? Either a friend showed you or you saw or, yeah, and yeah, tell me why you ask. Let's talk about it. So I think we should be willing to show that we need Jesus just as much as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And going back to Proverbs, guys, you can use uh, the book of Proverbs as a great uh, place to land uh, when it comes to warning of the dangers of lust and, and all of that. And let's talk about that, too. I mean, Gary, that's... Warning of the dangers of where this can lead. This is a very healthy thing to do. It's part. I mean, just as with you know, we would we'd tell our kids to not run out into the street or not put your finger into electric socket. Socket. Uh, in the in the same way, we've got to understand that por- pornography is satanic discipleship. Satan is aiming to to change the way that we view 
um, other people, right? He, he, he wants uh, to hijack affections and, and to take them into dark places where we, we demean others by seeing them as, as, as objects to consume rather than neighbors to love. He, he wants us to, to, to think of our, our sexual desires as, as appetites to satisfy instead of a gift to steward in order to, to serve the, the spouse that God might give us, right? And, mm-hmm. and we just got to understand that, that those things, Satan has a plan and he is aiming. Uh, he wants to ensnare and enslave us. And our job as parents is to warn, is to say, hey, listen, I, I love you. And because of that, there's shows we're not going to watch. There's, we're not going to just give you, you know, untethered access to the internet. We're not going to just, just because your, your friends have smartphones that can look up anything at any time. Like, we love you in a way that we want to protect you because we know that's that's dangerous. So I think that's that's part of the conversation, which again opens up the conversation about being honest about your own struggles and because we want to create a culture in the in the family where we can talk about things and, and it's not shaming, but it's it's encouraging. Hey, we all need Jesus. Let's let's help each other to walk in a way that honors Him. Mm-hmm. It's two sides of the same coin, you know. Warning about the dangers, but then also um, talking about the blessings of obeying what God calls us to do and highlighting those. That is just as important, isn't it? Yeah, I think we want to show a lot of times Christians have kind of the bad reputation of just, we're gonna, if we're going to talk about sex, we're going to talk about all the ways that it's evil and wrong. And that's not primar- primarily the way that God thinks about it. God gave it as a good gift for husbands and wives. And part of our job as parents is to help understand or help our kids understand what what sex is, why God gave it, um, and how it's a, a beautiful thing that he has given. And because it's so precious, it's supposed to be protected uh, between a husband and a wife uh, in marriage. And and anything outside of that is 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 dangerous and is going to demean the good gift. So we want to highlight, as you as you said, you know, we want to warn them, but we also want to woo them toward God's good ways, which are always wise, even if we don't understand why He might say no to something. We let's let's help think that out. That's part of what we do as parents. We're discipling our kids and helping them understand how really precious things are not just for everybody. They are for for what God designed them. And, and in sex, we see that uniquely with a husband and a wife. What if our uh, we're not having this conversation with our kids, and yet we discover that they have access to pornography? They're viewing this, and uh, whether it be on their phone or what have you. I think as parents, it's really easy for us to uh, kind of freak out and react as opposed to respond. How should we respond, in your opinion? I think first, we would want to go to the Lord and pray. And if we feel like we've been neglectful in any way, oh, I, you know, I, I should have had this talk with them, or I should have put, you know, uh, some some controls up on their, their, you know, their, their devices or whatever it may. I think we're going to bring our own things to the Lord and say, Lord, help me, uh, help me to have wisdom now. And we want to enter in with the same sort of grace that God has given us for all the times we've failed, whether it be in that exact way or other ways. We, if you're a Christian, you know what it means to be a debtor to grace. So we want to go in and we want to have the conversation with our kids. So if we if they've come to us, hey, I, I saw this. So uh, what do I do? Then you want to thank them for being honest and appreciate their encouragement, or you want to encourage them in in, in honesty and, and keep you know pointing them in that direction. If you catch them. I think you want to be careful to not come in hot. Sometimes it's really easy to just get angry and be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. But rather to come in and say, and if we do come like that, be like, hey, listen, I need to apologize. I came in hot. 
that wasn't that wasn't kind. Like, listen, I've failed in lots of ways, and just kind of make make it right, and then say, let's talk. Wh- mm-hmm. How did you find this? Um, wh- when was the first time that you saw this? Is this is this the first time, or how long has this been going on? Um, what kind of started it for you? Um, what was there anything that that maybe hindered you from coming and talking to me about it? Was there is there is there something that, that we could do in our relationship because? We've got a long road ahead, I hope, and and I want to make that journey with you, and I want to I want to walk with you in this, mm, and I like that, and I think just showing them that like this is not about this event, like these little events don't define who we are. Uh, God God uses all of these little things to shape us and to mold us, and we want to encourage them that this is this doesn't mean that they have to give in to this or that this has to be what their life is about, but but God's going to use this to help create in your family a real dependence upon Him. Uh, I know in our family, some of the the sweetest uh, wells that we draw from now are out of failures that we've had, um, whether it be kids' sins or parents' sins or a mixture therein. And we go to God's grace who's helped us through those. And it, it, God uses it to build a culture in our family and trust in our hearts for a God who works only with people who who are in us or sinners, right? And like that's the only kind of people that He deals with because that's what we are. But He has grace that abounds where sin abounds. Yes, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is practical. This is biblical. This is doable. It's not uh, you know at the point where we're like, oh, I could never do this. With God's help, we can do all things, of course. And I I love that allusion uh, to the parents and um, the son or daughter. We're in this battle together. You know, we've we're in this together. You're not. Uh, alone, and uh, we're we're going to look to the Lord, and we're going to we're not going anywhere, and we're not condemning you for this. But um, we're, you know, the, just knowing that is just uh, such a relief, I'm sure, both for for the parent and for the child. And yeah. I, I love your last line in the article here because it should always be all about the Lord. It should always be about Jesus. This is what uh, you say here. My prayer is that God will help us and our children lean into Jesus who will give us the faith to persevere in a pornographic world. He is bigger than porn, isn't he? Amen. Yeah, I, I think that's our journey. We are, God gives, if, he, if God gives children, part of what he gives them to us for is to help them toward the God who made them. That, that is our job, to help them understand the world in which they live, both opportunities and dangers, and that we want to, we're limping together toward God, and we know that He gives help along the way. He never leaves us or forsakes us. We want to tell our kids the same thing that God tells us, like that no matter what we do, He will always love us, and we need to tell our kids, listen, no matter what you do, you will always be my child, and I love you, and I will walk with you. That doesn't give us permission to just do whatever we want and take advantage of grace, but it makes us lean into grace and to because we have been cared for so well by Jesus we want to strive and surrender that he might receive glory we might get joy and that we'll make it home and that's that's the picture I'm always painting for our kids like we're almost we love reading pilgrim's progress in our family and like we're almost home we're going to the celestial <laughs> yeah, city yeah. let's go and that is that's that's what it means to be to be christian parents is we're helping them to heaven Gotta love me some John Bunyan. After all, Kate, he was a Puritan. Uh, Kate always kind of laughs at me because I read the Puritans and stuff. Um, He loves the Puritans. (laughs) John Bunyan, yes. (laughs) Pilgrim's Progress. Don't dislike them, but he loves them. Yeah, there's some people who are very committed to them. Yes, committed to the Lord first, and then the Puritans. They, uh, the same God that the Puritans worship, we worship too. Okay, so I just want to make that clear. Hey, Garrett, thanks for being with us. Always a pleasure to have you uh, here, and thank you so much for helping us navigate this. What a blessing. 
yeah, thank you guys. Keep keep pointing to Jesus. We're almost home. Thanks for listening to Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.